Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by Nalano Coastal Barbecue. Stay smoking and also Dear Darla. We've been on a little hiatus lately, but, you know, we're back and better than ever to give you these bowl season locks. This week, our guest returning, friend of the program, member of the chat room, J-Mop. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Hello, everybody. Super duper happy to be back. Glad to have you back. And, you know, as always, I have my co-host, B-Rec Galt. What's up? What up? Just it's bowl season. Interesting time of the year. And uh, for Brett, it's college basketball season. It is college basketball. I'm starting to I'm starting to trend a little bit towards college basketball now. I was just telling Marcus that bowl season is just not what it used to be anymore for me. Just the people opting out left and right. I mean, just I don't know. It's just not what it used to be. I mean, I still watch the playoffs and everything like that, but. Bowl scene has definitely kind of gone behind college basketball now for me. Yeah. Heard that. It, 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 especially living on Tobacco Road, it's kind of hard not to be in basketball mode year-round, better yet, especially this time of the year. Uh, there's already been a couple of conference games going on. The big You got the tournaments going on like here and there. Pretty sure like NC State's and uh, I guess the Naismith Hall of Fame Classic here in Charlotte this weekend. Going to end up going to the game at Spectrum Center on, uh, on Friday. They play Richmond, the Richmond Spiders. But yeah, it's definitely getting in the swing, but a little bit of unfinished business here, fellas. Yes, I'm. I'm still excited. I'm ready. And you know, we got me sipping on a nice cold Bush latte, and we're going around saying, "What's in our cups?" Jmot, what's in that cup? Um, you know, I got to stick to it to what I said earlier. You know, just a little little something I have over here, a little solo cup. It could be water, but the popo don't know that though. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, any liquids over there for you? I mean, I got water. I'm hydrated, staying hydrated. Nothing wrong with that. Don't want, don't, uh, don't drink during work week. Stay focused. How do you think I get through the work week? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a little bit of unfinished business. We got a crown of king of the regular season championship, and I'm giving up the crown this year. You got it, Brett. You got me. Brett overall on the season, 42-39-2, and ending the season uh, week 14, the conference championship week, with a 3-3 three and three record, three wins, three losses. His hits were Louisiana plus three against App State. Pitt was laying three against Wake Forest, never a doubt there. And then Michigan, just a really good showing by Harbaugh. Michigan almost said that over by themselves um, yeah. against Iowa. Uh, they laid 11, got it done. Oklahoma State, terrible showing. We'll get a little bit into it. Also, we'll talk about the Georgia Bulldogs here shortly. That was a miss. Uh, Brett had them favored by six and a half points. And then Pitt Wake over 71. I want to start there because I also had that play. And it seemed like we had it until both teams – well, Wake Forest quit. And then they they obviously just had to milk the clock, and that's what they did. So, um, Wake, you really let us down on that over. It was tracking. I mean, they they put the scrubs in there. You thought that they were going to at least, like, throw the ball and everything like that. But – they didn't, which pissed me off. Yeah, that was nowhere to be found. It was no help from them. But, Brett, again, congrats on the championship. Uh, 42-39-2 and two again on the season. I myself didn't spray the board, but just tried to go a smooth 5-0. and oh. Ended up going 2-3. and three. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. My hits for Georgia-Bama over 49. Hit lane three was a hit. And then my three misses were – Oregon State, Utah, over 58, miss. Baylor, Oklahoma State, over 46 and a half, miss. And then Pitt Wake, over 71. Didn't hit one daggum over except Georgia, Bama, 
Who would have they thought that was going to be the defensive game? Yeah. Like I said, too much talent on those two teams to not get over 49 points. And that brings myself to a 52, 53, and three record overall for the season. So floating around the mean, couldn't stay on the right side and had to pass the crown. And, you know, as always, Chase Severino always joins us for championship weekend. <laughs> Last year, Chase, what was he, one and eight, one and nine? One and nine, something like that. Well, he didn't do too much better this year. He started out with nine losses, nine losses straight. Western Kentucky, Oregon, Kent State, Kent State, Northern Illinois over Oklahoma State, Baylor, Oklahoma State over San Diego State, App State, Georgia, O and nine. Oh, not a win. But then he turned for the better. Since he covered 10 and a half, Pitt covered three, and then Michigan, Iowa over 43 and a half. Again, Michigan scored what 41 of those points. It was 41 to three that final score, I believe. Yeah, Michigan dominated. Yeah, so saved by the skin of his teeth there. And that brings Chase to three and nine overall for the bowl season this year. Chase, we got it a little bit better when you come on the show, man. Got to do a little bit better. Not expecting Wilson, but got to do a little bit better. I mean, like like you said in the group chat, imagine if you would have faded Chase the past two two years. Yeah, you would have been up like almost 18 units. Yeah, you would have been feeling pretty good about yourself. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> well, n- nevertheless, we still love you. Uh, we know you'll be back in the future. Uh, let, let's just tighten the ship up a little bit. And then we have the Coastal Barbecue, of course, in Boys Hit. They ended this season hot, nine and six overall for the season. But truly, what they did on the back half was, I mean, just amazing. They were probably, what, like six and two on the back half of the season or something like that? In the beginning. Yeah, if not a little better. Yeah, so thank you to our sponsor, 910 Coastal Barbecue. Stay smoking. Thank you to all our guests that have joined us this season and stood with us through these weeks and along with our season win total pickers. I'll just do a quick recap of what happened. So ACC Big Ten win totals. Myself, I was six, six and one. My only loss was Ohio State over 11. And I pushed Virginia over six. They couldn't beat Virginia Tech the last week of the season. And now Broncos gone voluntarily, allegedly. Um, Brett was four and two ACC Big Ten win totals. His two misses, again, were Ohio State over 11 and Clemson over 11 and a half. That was shot after week one against Georgia. And then Mike Goulet went five and five in those totals, flipping over to the SEC in the Big 12. Uh, I was three, five and one. Didn't do as well um, once I left the ACC backyard. Overall, I was nine, six and two. Brett had a five and four record for the SEC Big 12 win totals. So that ends Brett at nine and six overall for the pick'em totals. And then Joel, like we just talked about Chase a little bit. Joel's three and eleven. Yikes. Texas under eight, Ole Miss over seven, Vanderbilt under three, everything else missed. And we try to get Joel on the show numerous times uh, since then, and he's just not answering. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's just excuses at this point or if he actually has things to do. I mean, but that remains to be seen. I don't know if we got to book him about a month ahead just because as busy as his schedule's been. But, I mean, I don't know. We've tried to get him on before FSU and then uh, Florida, and then we tried to get him on after Dan Mullen kind of got canned. But maybe maybe one day we'll get him on again. 
he can't run from us forever. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this juicy, juicy bowl season. Before we get started, let's talk about what we got going on. So we're lovers. We love everybody. We're giving back half the distance to the goal is sponsoring a bowl pick them in ESPN. The way you do it in the link below, click it. Once you click the link, it will take you to our page. There is a $10 entry fee for this bowl pick them. Winner take all. So it'll you'll be list it'll be listed who to Venmo, how much to Venmo, when you need to make picks by. On top of it, half the distance to the goal. We are giving fifty dollars on top of the whole pot to the winner. All you have to do is share this podcast on social media. Take a picture of it. Make sure me and Brett see it somehow, so we know that you supported us, shouted us out, and shared us. So one, you have to win. Two, you have to share us to get the extra $50 on top of the pot. If you win and you do not share us, you get nothing from us. It goes to the next person down the line. So if you come in second and you support us, you can still win the $50. But hey, it's free money. So why not go ahead and advertise what you came here for. Hopefully we give you a little bit of advice and give you about seven to eight to nine wins each. And we'll keep it rolling. Sound good? Should be fun. All right, cool. Well, let's go ahead and uh, jump into it. Jamon, we're going to go in order of how the games are being played. So uh, this Friday, uh, let's start out the Bahamas Bowl. What a beautiful bowl to be in. Uh, any plays there, Middle Tennessee or Toledo? Um, I don't have an official play. Um, I have a little bit of a lean. Um, forget that. Let's go ahead and make it an official play. Uh, Toledo, Toledo minus 10. Um, Toledo's been on a little run these last couple games. Um, and I'm just looking at middle Tennessee. Just, I like to look at like the history, the historic bets. Um, they're one in five in their last six, uh, bowl games. Uh, that's at the spread. I think that continues. I'm looking at the schedule a little bit earlier today. I didn't do too much of a deep dive, but I did see that um, Toledo had that tough loss versus Notre Dame. I think they lost by like three points. Yeah. Um, I think that's a better loss than anything that uh, Middle Tennessee has on their schedule. So I'm going I'm to ride with Toledo. Brett, you going down to the bowl? No. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't have a play until like the 28th. So, <laughs> so we got all, I wish I was going to the Bahamas Bowl, though. All right. We'll keep it rolling. No play for me on the Bahamas Bowl. Okay. The next bowl, the Keir Bowl, uh, Northern Illinois, Coastal Carolina. I do have a play here. I'm taking Northern Illinois plus 10 and a half. I think that's too many daggone points. Northern Illinois, they ended the season hot. They were really hot all season, but they dominated Kent State in that MAC championship, and they did lose to Western Michigan a couple of weeks before. But overall in the season, they were playing some really good football, 10-2. and two. You know, they got a little bit better of a record. Coastal Carolina, I'm surprised that their head coach uh, is Chadwell, right? Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he's not gone yet um, and got another job. So I kind of feel like Coastal Carolina, you know, the Myrtle Beach boys already checked out trying to hit the boardwalk in, you know – do anything that you would or should not do down there in Myrtle Beach now that the season's coming up to an end. So uh, give me Northern Illinois in the Cure Bowl. I will catch in 10 and a half.
Jamon, any play there? I'm going Coastal Carolina here. Um, is, is it good? Can you hear me? Yep, I can. I got you. All right. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going um, Coastal Carolina here. So looking at Northern Illinois, they went from a winless season last year to the conference championship this year, and that's great. Like, I'm all for that. But you look at Coastal Carolina, over the last couple of years, they've been one of the best group of five schools. Um, the last year, they the only loss that they had was in this bowl game. I kind of just see it being a little bit of a revenge bowl for them. I'm hoping that they can get this taken care of and then they can get to all these things that they shouldn't be doing in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Very nice. So got opposite spectrums there. Um, you know, there's no middle ground so both of us could win. So I, I'm not rooting for you there, but I think that's actually going to be a pretty good bowl game too. I get us kicked off on ESPN at six o'clock on Friday. All right, I agree with that. Let's keep it moving. We got the Boca Raton Bowl. Any play there? App State, Western Kentucky. No play for me. Uh, not really. Not really a play. I was looking at this. Um, I would lean towards that over there. I believe it is sixty-seven. Well, I would say two leans. I would lean towards App here, and also lean towards over. Looking at App, they are, um, again, 4-1 and one in their last five bowl games. I think they come ready to play. But um, <clears throat> the Western Kentucky quarterback, I believe his name is like Bailey Zip or something like that. Mm -hmm. He needs 289 yards to have the NCAA season record for passing and five touchdowns to top Joe Burrow. Just with that alone, I do see them kind of airing the ball out there. I don't know if he'll get it, but I'll see them attempting to try to let him break at least one of those records. So I, I, I would really say that over, but it's not an official play. No, I love the analysis. I think App's defense has been pretty uh, like gridlocked this year. I think uh, Louisiana put up a decent amount of points on them when they played the first time in the season in like Eastern. Yeah, actually ECU didn't put up a bunch of points on them too. But yeah, uh, Zap, yep, that's who he is. He can definitely sling it around. He was throwing up ridiculous numbers earlier on in the season. So uh, it may pay off for him. But, yeah, always room for the boys and Boone. But, like you said, I wouldn't lean out. No play. No official play for me. And, Brett, we, we know you're off till the, the big boys. I'm off till the big boys start playing here. <laughs> All right, cool. No All right. J-Mont, you have anything for the New Mexico Bowl, Fresno State, UTEP? I do not. Stayed away from that one. All right, same here. Uh, Independence Bowl. University of Alabama at Birmingham against Brigham Young. Anything? Um, same here. I believe I yeah, I stayed away from that one. Same. It's amazing that this game's on ABC solely for BYU and the uh, the religious following. They're trying to get all the, all the Mormon uh, viewership. <laughs> Is that why? I believe so. I don't think of another reason. You well, I guess UAB's ten two. Not trying to sell them short, but I think the Independence Bowl used to be a pretty big one, but it's it's dumbed down over the last couple of years. All right, so no plays there. Anything for the Lending Tree Bowl? Um, Eastern Michigan, Liberty. Same, same for myself. Stay, stayed away from this mm -hmm. one. Um, looked at it, but didn't really didn't really like what I saw. Dude, I saw that at 58 and a half thinking Hugh Freeze may want to put up a bunch of points. Like, dude, there's been some times where, like, dude, Liberty's just looked like pretty bad on offense to end the season. 14 points against Ole Miss, 14 points against Louisiana. 
16 points against Army. I kind of feel like Hugh Freeze is using this job as a stepping stone, so he may want to be flashy. But I think that offense is too sputtery to want to clear over 58 and a half. So I'm staying away. Over-unders are really hard in bowl season because, again, you don't know, like, who's going to want to try. I feel like the coaches want to try more during bowl season than the actual players for personal reasons and career advancement. Um, But, yeah, that definitely makes it difficult. So no play for me. All right, the next, Los Angeles, the L.A. Bowl, Utah State, Oregon State, nothing for me. Stay away from this one. Um, here I, I actually play Utah State um, with a plus seven. Um, just that that tough loss with Oregon State last or last game to Oregon. I think that kind of took a lot out of them. Utah again. I said I like to look at the history of the bowl games. They're seven and zero in their last bowl games, and um, just this season they were nine and four at the spread. Um, just this season, and they're getting a, a full touchdown. I. I think I'll go with that. Also, leaning towards the under here, um, I believe Utah has a pretty good running game, and Oregon State's def- running defense is decent. Um, I can see that um, staying under, I believe it was 67. I feel like that's a lot of points for a bowl game. Yeah, no, I love it. I like that. I like it a lot. Brett, anything there? Any no, thoughts? I'm not, I mean – I do. I mean, I probably need Utah State, honestly, as well, but I don't have a play in it. All right, let's keep it going. Next, we're going to my favorite city in America. Some people love Vegas. I've never been to Vegas, to, been to Vegas, but I've been to New Orleans, I think, four or five times now. And New Man, Orleans honestly, is a- shocking you've never been to Vegas, to be honest. Well, I go to Vegas when you can go to New Orleans and go to Bourbon Street. Just, <laughs> I yeah, say that but, now. But still. It's kind you of gotta, shocking. Got to get to Vegas. I just saw today actually that 2024, if approved, Vegas will host the Super Bowl, and I am 1,000 percent locked in. Not necessarily for the game, but at least to be in the city. Yeah, no, that'll be sick. I did see that too. I hope that happens. Um, I hope I go before then, to to be honest. But uh, the New Orleans Bowl, we got Louisiana staying in the home state, and Marshall is the home team here. I am on the Raging Cajuns uh, laying five points. I think that rally call is still going to be there, even though the coach is gone. Those boys have just been solid all year. Just beat just beat App State pretty good. And, I mean, just a great story this year for, like, all the rumors about their coach being gone, overcoming adversity, like people not thinking that they were going to show up, like, when they needed to end in the season. What, they win, like, 10 games in a row to end the season, ranked in the top 20. This Marshall team, I've seen a lot of inconsistencies with them. So um, give me the Raging Cajuns at home in the boot state. Yeah, that's probably which way I'd lean to. I mean, I'm not picking it, but Marshall's been kind of, I don't know, up and down this year. Like you said, Raging Cajuns have been pretty consistent, so I'd probably go with them as well. Yeah, no, no play for me on this one. I also like the over 55. I think Louisiana, they can light it up whenever they want to. They can hang 30 or 40 at will. Marshall, if you get a decent – Marshall's whole season has been dependent on their quarterback woes, I feel like. Whenever their quarterback leaves the game, they just go to shit. And, you know, like if he gets banged up, they're not yeah. going to score points. But if he stays in the game, they can throw up in the high 20s too. So, if you like the over uh, 55 there, I think that's a pretty solid number uh, that they could clear. So, just think about that. 
before we go to Monday, December 20th, going down to Cherry Grove, baby, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, Old Dominion, Tulsa, any place here, nothing for me. Yeah, nothing for me either. Same. All right, no love for Dirty Myrtle. All right, uh, let's move it on to Tuesday, December 21st, Kent State, Wyoming, Idaho Potato Bowl. Nothing for me. Keeping going. All right, Frisco Bowl, UTSA, San Diego State. Are you on this one, Mark? I feel like you'd be on this one, Mark. UTSA was your team the whole year. I thought about it. This is one that I took off the card. Uh, Where were you leaning? Over. You're leaning with a – what's the over-under? 49 and a half. Mm. I mean, for a UTSA team that was basically throwing up like in the 40s, 50s all season in San Diego State, they're they're just a complete change of pace. They usually grind out in the teens or the 20s. Had a couple games earlier on in the season where their offense would break into the higher scores, like the 30s or the 40s. But I just see like a, a clash of style difference. I think 49 and a half is still pretty low. I may take it as a personal play, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lock it up for the listeners. Sounds good. Yeah, I can I can see that. Um, I looked at this one as well. I was leaning towards San Diego State. I think they were rolling before the Utah State loss, but um, I, I stayed away as well. All right, so no plays there. Uh, only one game Wednesday, December twenty second, Armed Forces Bowl, Missouri and Army. Any plays? I do not have a play here. I mean, I think that could be interesting because Missouri's defense sucks. We know what Army does. They run the ball the whole time. If they can run out the clock, I mean, I think it'd be interesting, but I'm not I'm not touching this one. Even though, especially, I mean, I can't believe they lost the Navy, to be honest. But Yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. But I'm staying away. Yeah, the Army-Navy game was really good. I... So initially, first number, seeing the over-under at 58, I think that's kind of high, especially for a game where the clock's going to be ticking. Um, Missouri's just very unpredictable. I I don't think that they're very good. So I'm going to take the Black Knights laying three and a half points. This Missouri team, I mean, the the tracks fell off the train. (laughs) Like, it it was just end of the season, Arkansas – they ended up beating Florida, but then again, everybody beat Florida this year. Georgia beat the hell out of them. A&M whooped them. I mean, they really struggled with Vanderbilt, too. I think Army's actually going to, like, get up for this game and punch them in the mouth early. And if that clock's going to run, they may not have enough time or enough possessions in this game to score enough points that they need to. So give me Army laying three and a half. I like it. All right, so that'll conclude the solo game for Wednesday, December 22nd. Let's go to Thursday, December 23rd. Uh, the Frisco Football Classic, Northern Texas, Miami, Ohio. Nada. Nope. Nope. Gross game, I agree. All right, the Gasparilla Bowl, UCF at Florida. Any plays? I thought no, about this one. That could be interesting, though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think if we both know what we want to do right here, but, I mean, honestly, I can't believe Florida even accepted a bowl game, to be honest. Like, what, why do they want to play in that? I can tell you they probably don't want to play in that. But I can see UCF having a chip on their shoulders because it's like little brother, big brother kind of thing. 
Absolutely. I don't want to take it though, but I could definitely see it happening. Yeah, I, I like that analysis there. Everything you said, I would agree with. The big brother, little brother is still SEC though, SEC bowl game. I do not want to disrespect that. Um, so I'm, I'm just staying away as well. All right. Yep. I'm staying away. And while we have a little bit of break in the action, let's hear from dear Darla. So, you know, if you're trying to be a lot healthier, you come the new year, you know, we got our new year's resoluters, go ahead and uh, start off with some supplements, you know, dear Darla, they have their, their collagen glow up fuel, their, their dream life fuel. And then, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Click the link below, check out their site. If you use the promo code HTD, save 10, all caps, you can get 10% off of any product on their site. And in addition, Brett and I will be sending 10% to a charity of our show's choice. So go ahead, support Have the Distance to the Goal, support Dear Dollar for sponsoring us, and go ahead and get yourself a little pick-me-up, a little lifestyle enhancer. Um, I have not tried any of their products yet. I am going to get some for my wife's Christmas stocking. So expect the reviews for that, you know, maybe come Super Bowl weekend or if we do anything for the NFL playoffs, I'll have some great reviews for you. All right. And that takes us to Christmas Eve, Hawaii Bowl, Memphis traveling all the way across the country to the island. Anything there? Nothing. I do watch it. I usually do watch this bowl game now just because I'm, it's usually freezing outside and I love seeing it nice and 75, 80 degrees wherever in Hawaii. So it's, that is a little tradition for me. I do usually watch this, but I have no play here. I don't think they had the bowl game last year either because of COVID. Same, same with myself. Um, a lot of these games, obviously, this is one of them. I plan on watching, just enjoying, but um, I don't really care about the outcome. All right, so no play for the Hawaii Bowl. I'm guessing there's no place in the Camilla Bowl, Georgia State, Ball State. No, I, I didn't know they played bowl game on Christmas. But no, I do not play. No degenerate gambler, uh, like just just feel on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, I just I didn't know they play. Have they always played a bowl game on Christmas? I don't think so. But Ball State's a four and a half point dog here to Georgia State over under set at fifty. Eh. No, stay away. Don't even consider it. Jamal, what you thinking there? Yeah, I, I agree with what Bree said. Stay away. Don't even consider. Um, but for, for the bowl games on Christmas, I can't say if it was always on Christmas, but I do believe at least Christmas Eve and the day after. Yeah. At least those. I mean, that's what I remember. I mean, I know the Hawaii bowl game has always been Christmas Eve for as long as I can remember. Oh, very good. All right. So then we move to Monday, December 27th, the Quicken Lanes Bowl. Western Michigan, Nevada, and then we have the Military Bowl, Boston College against Eastern Carolina. Any plays for those two games on Monday, December 27th? 100% pride bet. Let's go Pirates. There you go. I was waiting I'm locking it in. Are you on that one too, Marcus? I feel like that would be a game you pick. I know you've been on the Pirates the whole year. No, I'm not taking private Nate or Pirate Nation. Um, I think Boston College is going to have a nice showing uh, just because when they played, it was Wake Forest, their last game of the season. Like half of their team was out with like a flu. It wasn't even COVID related. It was just pure sickness. 
Um, so I think a lot of them are going to try to like get back there, win one for the seniors. You know, I'm rooting for ECU, always down for Pirate Nation. I think them making a bowl game was nothing short of a miracle this year uh, from what Mike Houston did. And unfortunately, he's not the coach at Virginia Tech right now. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm rooting for the Pirates. I like the over. I like over 51 and a half. I think uh, Phil Dracovic's going to come back throwing it all over the yard. Holt Naylor's and the Pirates, you know, what they've been producing. So uh, I think 51's a low number for that game, especially with ECU ending the season with a well, before Cincinnati, excuse me, but with a 38, 30, 45, 29, I think that over is going to hit. Actually, I'll lock that up for the show. I want it all. I want all the 51 and a half points to, to get blown out of the water in that game. I like that. I actually was just looking at that while um, while we were on here, and I saw the 51 and a half as well. For the other bowl games, that seems pretty low from what I've been seeing, so I, I like that as well. Yep. So Jamon on the Pirates catching three against the Eagles, and then I'm on the over. I love that. Let's go Pirate Nation. All right, and here's where uh, Brett j- jumps into it. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on Tuesday, December 28th, let's start. It's actually a really big slate this day. So let's go ahead and hop in chronological order. So starting off, we got the Birmingham Bowl. Auburn's basically playing a home game. So Houston versus Auburn at noon. Auburn is a three-point favorite against the Cougs. Any plays? I actually do have Houston. I have Houston here. Um, I feel like Auburn. Well, first of all, Bigsby's transferring, and then um, Bo Nix is also transferring. But we knew he's he's out for the year anyway. I saw what I saw from TJ Finley. He just uh, not great. I think Houston's actually going to come into this one. They're going to kind of have a chip on their shoulder. I don't think Auburn's really going to care. I think it's going to kind of be, as you see the rest of these games, I think some of these teams are not going to care. Um, so I like Houston in this one to cover the three against Auburn. Oh, man, you just made me look at this a little different. Um I got Auburn here. Um, I just think SEC. I'm 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 riding with them. Uh, Houston. To make sure I am correct, Houston is considered a Group of Five school, correct? Yeah, currently, yes. Yeah, I don't see a Group of Five beating an SEC team school, and I'm just going solely off of that. This out of all of my picks, I would definitely say this is my least confident one. I I think I think the main thing is is like we still. I mean, like I said, their starter running back is transferring. And the only problem I have when we get to these games is we don't for sure know who's sitting out yet and everything like that. Correct. Which, I mean, it sucks, but I don't know. That's and even when they're playing, sometimes it's still like you don't get yeah. the same type of effort you would have got. Yeah, they just in don't another care. Exactly. So, I don't know. That's one of my ones I just threw out there for fun. So, uh, Brett, let's ride. I'm also on Houston plus three. Again, the whole, like, Bo Nix news, I think that's really, like, going to break the spirit of the Auburn faithful. Um, like, best running back, maybe, I mean, top three running back in the SEC is leaving. All, Auburn, I mean, dude, literally, if they go for two and get it in the Iron Bowl, we're talking about a completely different Auburn team right now. And it's just pretty sad to see, like, them ending the season like this. Although my under seven wins did hit, which I am glad about and got to cash that ticket in. 
I'm not seeing it here for the Auburn Tigers, so give me Houston plus three. I'll take all the points I can get. Houston was in that game against Cincinnati, too, for, like, the first half. Then they kind of fell towards the end. But they yeah, they were. And while we're talking about Auburn, um, where do you – are there any rumors to where Bo Nix is going? I, I mean – I've heard like I've heard UCF just because the Gus Malzon kind of correlation, but I don't know. Do you think his ego is too big for that to go down to a Group of Five team right now? I think so. I don't know. What? I think so. I think he's. I, too I mean, big. I do too. I do too. I but I don't know what the market is out for him. I mean, Bo Nix is just—he's hot and cold, hot and cold. Like I don't know. I wouldn't touch him to be honest. I'll take him at Virginia Tech. You'll take whoever you can get at Virginia Tech. If it's not Burmeister, I'll take it. <laughs> All right. So, but Bo Nix, if, if you listen to the show and you you want to join Hokie Nation, I'm sure there's a spot for you uh, out in the portal somewhere. All right. 3.30 game, first responder ball, Air Force, Louisville. Uh, no play for me. No, neither. No play. All right. Uh, this is actually a pretty interesting game. I really thought about this in a couple of different ways. Liberty Bowl, Mississippi State, Texas Tech. What what we got? I mean, I'm not touching. I mean, eight and a half, that's pretty big. But mm-hmm. you just don't know what Mississippi – I mean, you know what Mississippi State's going to do. They're going to throw the ball all over. Texas Tech, I mean, I don't know. They're hot and cold, too. I'm staying away from this one. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there, Brett. I think that eight and a half is just a little too much. Um, if I play this, I'll probably do like a money line play for Mississippi. But um, I, I kind of do like the over. Um, again, I, I like to really look at the history of things. Um, the last four Mississippi's, uh, last four games they've gone over, and for Texas Tech, in the last nine bowl games, they're eight and one with the over. Um, so just trying it out there. I, I wouldn't do it maybe like on a straight bet, but I'll add it into a parlay just to throw something else in there. I like that. That's a, that's a really good trend. That's a strong, strong trend. That may be a good overplay. Let's see what that opened at. That, so it opened at 59 and a half and it hasn't moved. Look like the money for the public's on 50-50. Dude, if that gets down to like 58 and a half, 58, you might want to fire some, fire some bullets at it. It's good value. I, I could definitely, I'd probably for sure take that over, but I'm not playing it. But yeah. All right. So, uh, Brett, I hope you get to watch all of the Birmingham Bowl. Then you take a sleep during Air Force Louisville and just like wake up for dinner because you got two back to back late night games. We have the NC State Wolfpack heading out west, um, the Holiday Bowl against UCLA. And then, you know, 10-15 that night, you got your beloved West Virginia Mountaineers playing Minnesota. So um, let's start with NC State, UCLA on those plays. Then we'll take it to West Virginia, Minnesota. What what we got for the board? Can I go first here? I feel like I'm going to go against y'all here. Okay. I I don't have a play, but I just want to tell you what I'm looking at here. I like UCLA. The reason being is this is pretty much a home game for them. Um, this is pretty much like, like a home like five game. Fans? I mean, <laughs> that's the problem is they don't got any fans. 
But it's not even that. It's more so like the comfort aspect. Like, this is a yeah. game that's being played at 8 p.m. That's the same thing as, like, what, 12 a.m. here? Um, I'm looking at that. But like I said, I am staying away from this. But just off initial thought, I'm looking like UCLA is gonna, should be way more comfortable in those settings, just a more accumulated in NC State. Marcus, I, I'm, I'm not touching this one. I mean, I don't know. NC State, I feel like this game is actually pretty disappointing for them. I mean, it's got to be. If you, yeah. beat Four, if you beat Wake Forest, you're in the ACC championship, and then you have a chance to go to, a, as they like to call it, a New Year's Six Bowl or whatever, like a big bowl game. So, I mean, yes, NC State had a good 9-3 and three season, but – the game against Miami comes to haunt you as well. I mean, Wake Forest, you beat them. Like I said, you're in the ACT championship. I mean, I don't know. I mean, hell, they could have beat Mississippi State too. Like every yeah, they, team they were never State, in that game though. I mean, yeah, they weren't in the game, but that's a game where they just had a bad showing. If you look at State's schedule and saw who they lost to, you probably – I mean, hindsight 2020, maybe not saying, oh, I'm not shocked, but – State was very capable of beating those three teams. They were they were 100% capable. I mean, like I said, the Mississippi State game, they were really never in from the – I mean, they were in it for a little bit, but after that, not really. But definitely you should have beat Miami. Guy dropped the ball. Carter dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, Wake Forest, you had a chance to beat them as well. So, yeah, 9-3 season, but got to be a little disappointed with that, to be honest. So I initially was not taking this game. I'm getting two points in value. This game opened up as NC State being a three-point favorite. As obviously, like Damon stated, the public's definitely on UCLA side. So if I can get NC State just a one-point favorite, I'll take all the points I can get. Um, NC State's had a lot of really good news lately. Basically, their whole team is coming back next year. Um, I think Ricky Person gone. Bam Knight still testing it. I doubt Emeka Mezzi's coming back. Um, so those are some offensive playmakers that you don't get, but it seems like the whole defense is coming back. Devin Leary's coming back for another year. The, the Wolfpack has a lot going for them, and I really think this team, like, really just meshes well with the UCLA, like, rumors out there for Chip Kelly about where he may go, like, has Oregon reached out to him? Well, obviously, like, that didn't happen, but, like, it's being shopped yeah. around. I'm not really sure how much those players are still bought in at the end of the season for Kelly and all the baggage that comes with him. So, although it is basically a home game for them, uh, give me the Wolfpack, uh, just laying one. And 60, I like the over. I think, as Jamon said, with NC State, maybe going to be a little bit lagged out there. I can see – and they usually put up a lot of points. I could see this game hitting the 80s pretty easily. I can see like a 42 to like 37 kind of game. So, um, over 60, uh, personal play for me, but not a lock. All right. 1015 though. Why is this game gotta be so freaking late, honestly? This is a terrible game. <laughs> it is. It really oh, is. Terrible. I mean, I'm fading West Virginia for the folks out there. <laughs> I just I don't know. Like I said, I've told it every week. I'm just not impressed with our offense sucks. And then there's word that our quarterback might is trying to come back next year. I hope he does not. But yeah, I'm fading West Virginia here. Give me, give me, go ahead. I said, give me Minnesota the minus three and a half. 
Cool. I think this would be a pretty cool game to go to as a fan. And I really don't know who the hell from West Virginia is going to Arizona or Minnesota. Everyone from Minnesota probably wants to go to Arizona, like at this time of year. So I'm sure West Virginia too. It's cold. Of, it's cold in West Virginia. Yeah, but there's snowshoe. They're fine. <laughs> They're skiing and snowboarding. Nah, I dude, this line is amazing. West Virginia opened as a seven-point underdog, and now they're only three-and-a-half-point underdog. Talk about yeah, value. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just – we're just not that good, and I've said this for a while now. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that at least we're playing somewhere warm compared to, like, going to Tennessee or something like that. But I don't know. I just don't get about this game. Game it has to be so damn late either. Shout out to the fans. Yeah, like I said, shout out to the fans of that aspect. I mean, I'll be up. I have the next day off, but still. Whoever got West Virginia plus seven, congrats to you, because that's probably going to cash. Uh, Jamon, any play here for this ugly game? No, nothing for me, but I, that last statement you just said is perfect. If you got West Virginia plus seven, I hope you bet as much as you could on that. Yeah, I like that a lot. All right, so um, after that game concludes at about 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock Eastern time, uh, we're going to move on down to the Pinstripe Bowl in New York, Yankee Stadium. Uh, Maryland is the away team. Virginia Tech is the home team. The Hokies are a one-point dog to the Terps. Uh, no play for me. What y'all got? No, no play for me either. Nothing here. I'm just going to enjoy that game. Yep, I'm going to sit there and enjoy it. Or excuse me, I actually got our games out of order. We have the Fenway Bowl, another baseball stadium. Uh, SMU, Virginia. Uh, Virginia, two-and-a-half-point favorite, over-under set at 71. Any plays? No play for that one for me either. No, no play. Well, I bet we have a bunch of plays here. Uh, I know I got one. Cheese at Bowl, Clemson at Iowa State, over-under set at 45-and-a-half, and Iowa State is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm eating up all of them points I can get. Give me the Tigers. Give me Dabo. Dabo's using this as firepower to go into next season. Look at what we did to an Iowa State team. I can see it now. Give, give me Clemson. Clemson's going to beat the hell out of Iowa State. I'm not touching this one. I think actually this will be a good game, to be honest. I'm still not so – I mean, Dabo. I think Dabo – it's going to be interesting to see how Dabo – adjust i mean he had a not a good season compared to his standards and at the end of the year he just lost his defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator to both head coaching jobs so i think it's going to be interesting to see how he adjusts and i think this will actually be a better game than people think i mean i was state favored in this one too jamal what you got I'm, i'm interested to hear what you think um, I'm i'm riding with you on this one um i just think dabo comes through here um Although this wasn't the best season for him, I don't think he ends it like that. Um, just also still showing some love to the ACC right there. This I also like Clemson with the one and a half points. Yeah, and I think a lot of this line is people seeing like with Clemson, more Clemson earlier on in the season, dude. And talking about like how their offense wasn't good, which it definitely wasn't at the beginning. Saw, saw it in person at Carter Finley, but I mean to end in the season, Clemson throwing up. 30 points, 30 points, 44 points, 48 points, 30 points. This ain't the same Clemson offense. And I know, like, um, Elliott's gone to UVA and, I mean, Venable's gone to Oklahoma. But 
I mean, one, this offense ain't the same as it was in the beginning of the season. And Iowa State ain't seen no damn defense like this all season. I think they're going to get smacked in the mouth. You don't forget Clemson is still a team full of four and five star recruits that Iowa State don't have. Like this may be a little bit pros versus Joes. Clemson being the dog, dude. I'm, I'm buying this up. What about that over under that that 45 and a half? How do you feel about that? I, I think Clemson can pick a 30 spot, which makes me feel comfortable. But I really don't know if Iowa State's going to score that many points. I think it's a, I think it's a really good number. I'm st- I'd probably lean over thinking that Iowa State can find something. But, I, I mean, I think this is going to be like um, – uh, yeah, I think this may be a blowout. Do you really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't see it like that. I mean, maybe it could be, but I think – I don't know. I also don't know if Clemson's going to get up for this one either because they had preseason expectations, top five team, college football playoff again. Of course, I mean, Iowa State, they went into the year top 10 as well, supposed to compete with Oklahoma for the Big Big 12 championships. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and the only – like, I will say there may be, like, three teams I can count on in the country to just show up every week culturally, like, coach got them fired up, ready to play. And I think Clemson's one of those teams. Interesting. We'll see. All right, so uh, moving on, pretty big game here. The Alamo Bowl got Oregon and Oklahoma over under set at 61 points, and Oklahoma is a four and a hook favorite. Any plays there? That's a good one. This game's interesting to me because Oregon, the last we've really seen of Oregon is getting destroyed by Utah both times. I mean, absolutely just manhandled. And then Oklahoma – I mean, they lose Lincoln Riley. Will they have a little trip up, chip on their shoulder because of that? I'm not really sure. I'm not. I'm staying away from this one. I just don't know. Um, I like Oklahoma here. Um, I don't have it down as an official play, um, but I just I like Oklahoma. Just kind of like with the eye test, I think they can put the ball in the end zone a little bit better than what I think Oregon can do. Um, what scares me is their defense. Um, like they can give up some quick, easy touchdowns. Um, so I, I also am staying away here, but I would lean towards Oklahoma. Yeah, I probably would too. All right, so I don't have a play on the spread, but that total way too daggum high, too many daggum points. The last thing we saw of Oregon, their quarterback is terrible. He's honest, like he may be worse than Burmeister bad. Like he's he's not good. Just the decision makings he does, he he always wants to take off and run. And I mean, as of late, I mean, Oregon put up 38 on Oregon State, but Utah shut them boys out. And I don't really think Oklahoma's offense is too much better, although we saw them show spurts against Oklahoma State. I just look at this Oregon offense as whenever they play somebody competent, which I think Oklahoma's defense has gotten a lot better than what it used to be. I think they're going to buckle and fold this much time to prepare for a very one-dimensional offense. I think they're going to get shut down pretty bad. Um, If Oregon didn't have a very high preseason ranking, I don't think they would still be ranked at all. I think they're a little overrated um, at the 14 spot. Again, not taking Oklahoma to cover the spread. 
But I can see this being really like a Big Ten game, this ugly scoring in the, the mid-40s, low-50s. So uh, I'll take the under 61. All right, so uh, let's go to Charlotte, North Carolina, Duke's Mayo Bowl, Chapel Hill, USC, 58-and-a-half, eight-and-a-half point spread, South Carolina being the dog. Any plays here uh, in our backyard? None for me. Yep, I think this – I think eight points is about right. Um, I don't really give a damn about either of these teams. I think we, we should just move on to the next one, save the commentary. We don't need to talk about the Tar Holes. Uh, next one, we got Tennessee staying in the Volunteer State. Tennessee versus Purdue in the Music City Bowl in Nashville. Uh, Purdue's a four-and-a-half-point dog. Over-under set at 63. Any plays? No. I think this game could be interesting, though. I mean, we saw Purdue. They beat Michigan State. They crushed Iowa. I mean, two top five teams at that point. They've, been just, they've just been up and down, though. Tennessee – I mean, Tennessee, you got to give give them a lot of credit because they came in with no expectations at all. I think they definitely surpassed them. So I think it's good. I think this would be a good game, honestly. Yeah, I can see a good game from it, but no, no play for myself. All right. So two plays, one for me, one for the Coastal Barbecue. And I actually had this written down before I got the pipe and hot pick of bowl season. And we are both on the Volunteers Land four and a half. I didn't know this personally, but apparently Purdue's like top two or top three players are like all sitting out and said, screw it. Uh, we got Hendon Hooker said that they're gonna, he's going to run it back at Tennessee next year. So he's hoping to improve his draft stock. This ball team, you know, they showed a lot of fight like all season long. I didn't even think that they'd make it to a bowl season. I took them under six wins, I believe. And, you know, they I mean, give or take, they had Georgia, but good one against Kentucky, South Alabama. They did what they were supposed to do. They did what they were supposed to do against Vanderbilt. Purdue kind of plays to the level of competition, but I think Tennessee, again, basic home game for them. That stadium is going to be filled with orange. I don't think a lot of gold. It's going to be just like it is up on Rocky Top. So, uh, again, we wake up, cue the Conway, release the hounds, let them run wild over the house, and uh, start kicking the banjo. We're going to uh, Rocky Top. And I believe Brett will have a play on a decent chunk of these that we have remaining. All right, let's go ahead to the Peach Bowl. Pittsburgh, Michigan State. I think this is like an old, old school rivalry game from back in the day. Uh, so, so what we got? I actually, I'm taking, um, I'm taking Pittsburgh in this position, honestly. I mean, we, we've talked about this before a few weeks ago when Michigan State was playing Ohio State, but Michigan State has the, one of the worst pass defense. I think they're la they were dead, dead last as of a couple of weeks ago, and we know what Pitt likes to do. They like to throw the ball all over. Their defense isn't that good, so I think this is actually going to be back-and-forth kind of game there for a little while, but I like Pitt to get enough stops, and I like Pitt to cover the one-and-a-half. Uh, Michigan State is favorite one-and-a-half, so I like – Hit to cover that. Little Kenny Pickett throwing all over. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there, Brett. Um, I did not have a play for this, but I actually like that, and I'm looking at it right now. So um, 
who's this? Pitt, Pitt's offense total yards is ranked fifth with 504. Their passing yard is ranked sixth with 350. While Michigan State's defense, their total yards is ranked 117, and their passing yards is ranked 130th, to, to your point. They give up a lot. So I'm also going to ride with Pitt for this one. Let's go. Make that me too. We all want it together, boys. We're on the wagon. Reason being, and dude, this is so crazy, like how the national media skews like public opinions. This line open. Pitt was a four and a half point favorite. They're a point and a hook of a dog now. Total five point swing. This is insane. Like, and I really think this is from everybody seeing Michigan State be so good all season. But let's be real. I don't think the ACC got a lot of credit this year. And even though Pitt like won the ACC, a lot of people just see like Pittsburgh, Michigan State, and just hear everything that Kenneth Walker did and like Mel Tucker, that big extension. I don't really think they know too much about Kenny Pickett and uh, Pat Narduzzi. So, uh, dude, just a bunch of value here. Like you said, like clash of styles in our favor here. They, I mean, nah, Michigan State, I think they're going to run into a buzzsaw. I wouldn't be shocked if Pitt won this game by 14 points. I don't think Michigan State got enough offense for them. Like if this turned into the first of 50, we know who's going to win. First to 40, we know who's going to – if Michigan State don't hold Pitt under 30 points, they have no shot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything – honestly, it might be even less than that. Anything like over 25, 28, it might be yeah. over for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's too much offense. Uh, I'll take Pittsburgh. Pitt's defense can be leaky, I mean, but – like, as we saw all season, but down the stretch, they were solid. Very, very solid. I, I love that, boys. Going with the ACC team in the Peach Bowl. Um, all right, so let's move out to Vegas, where Jaymont's going for the Super Bowl in a couple years. We got Wisconsin, Arizona State, over-under set at 42. Arizona is a seven-point dog. What are the plays here? I'm not touching this one. Same here. Wow. Yeah, okay. Uh, no play for me, too. Um under 42 looked good. Arizona State, they've been wishy-washy all, all season. Uh, Jaden Daniels wasn't really what a lot of people thought he would live up to be. Uh, Wisconsin, a lot of time to prepare for that defense. You you kind of know what you're going to get with the vintage Wisconsin defense. I can see them holding Arizona State to a pretty low score. Um, and also out in Vegas, mine going to be a little scatterbrained, so may not be a bunch of focus. Does that give up plays? Does that, you know – does that prevent plays? Who knows? Um, I'm going to stay away. So let's go New Year's Eve. Big, big slate here. Uh, Tax Slayer Bowl, 11 a.m. Wake at Texas A&M. Uh, Texas A&M is only a five-point favorite against the Demon Deacons over under set at 57 and a half. Plays. I got A&M covering the five. I just – I mean, Wake Forest, boy, they look bad in the ADCC championship, too. I mean, I think Texas a is going to have enough defense to kind of stop Wake Forest, and then I think a and is going to be able to score on them. And I just – I don't – it's Wake Forest's defense in this. I just don't think they're good enough. So, I like a and to cover the five here. Yeah, same. Uh, I think Wake, you know, they had a pretty good beginning of the season, you know, Later on, in a way, we kind of the wind kind of came out of the balloon there. Um, Jimbo is at Texas A&M, right? Yes. Yeah, Jimbo. Jimbo gets that done. Um, not only did he come from the ACC, he's playing with the SEC 
um, caliber talent. Um, I think they'd be great. All right, no play for me. I'm staying away. Um, Sun Bowl, Washington State, Miami. I believe the Sun Bowl's in Texas, maybe. Uh, Miami's a two-and-a-half-point favorite over under set at 59-and-a-half. Any plays on Wazoo in the U? I'm not touching this one. Yep. I don't have a good read for this game either. Uh, any plays on the Arizona Bowl, Central Michigan, Boise State? Not just now either. Sam skipped over there. All right. Uh, Cotton Bowl, Cincinnati, Bama in Texas, Jerry's World. Um, did Jerry's World and Mercedes-Benz uh, Superdome seems to be a second home to the Alabama Crimson Tide the last century, or excuse me, the last like 10 years. So uh, what we got, Cincinnati is a 13-and-a-half-point underdog, over-under set at 58. I like Bam in this one. I like Bam to cover the 13-and-a-half. I do think it's going to be a good game. I really do. I think it will be a good game for the maybe the first half. I mean, I think if, if Cincinnati comes out here and just gets blown out, they're never going to hear the end of it, especially a group of five team getting into the playoff. So I think they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder, but I just – I don't think they're going to have the athletes. I think Alabama is going to cover this kind of kind of take away in the third quarter, fourth quarter. So I like Alabama to cover the 13 and a half. I am all over that with you. Not only the game, but um, I'm probably going to still want to mark this pick here. I'm going to go with the halftime as well. Um and ever since that came out, I don't know if y'all ever paid attention to it. I believe it's like ever since the sports book like tweeted it or whatever they did, it's like they hit a halftime, miss a halftime, hit a halftime, miss a halftime. But I think this time they get it done. Um, Bama's ranked seventh in total yards and third in rush defense, I believe. Uh, Bama's defense, yes, is ranked seventh in total yards and third in rush defense. And I just – I don't see a group of five team beating an SEC team. Um, I think Bama goes in there. They get it done. Uh, I'm all the way with Bama here. All right. I agree. Uh, Bama lay it 13 and a half. I don't think that's going to be enough. The only thing that scares me is if you actually watch Cincinnati, um, that def or not their defense as a whole, um, they're, I'm not that impressed with their front seven, but their secondary is pretty damn good. They're pretty stingy. Uh, they're ranked up there in some pretty high, like, passing statistics. When it comes to their defense, I mean, give or take, you can talk about the competition that they played. But, I mean, they – like, watching the film, they have some ball hawks. I think they can compete one-on-one uh, -on, -one on the outside with Bama for maybe a half. I don't think it's going to last all game. And that's why I'm taking Bama in the points because if Bryce Young just needs to have another six-touchdown game, I think he's got it in his bag. He just has to pull it out. So, uh, yeah, roll top, roll at 330. They uh, do have no Minchie, though. They will have no Minchie. Yeah, Minchie. Yeah, Minchie's out for the rest of the season, or unfortunately. ACL. So, I mean, Williams is going to have a lot of – I mean, he's going to be the guy. Yeah, Bama's really – I mean, if any position where Bama's plug and play, like Bama used to be like a linebacker, like D-line school. Yeah. Now, now it's a quarterback and wide receiver school. They're, they're just deep, man. Yeah, Jameson Williams, like Bolden, Stud. Um, I, I think I think they have enough weapons, especially with uh, Brian Robinson Jr. toting the rock. They'll they'll, they'll beat them up pretty good. Um, I think we all see this game shaping out the way that it should. 
And that takes us to the other CFP game, 7.30, Orange Bowl, Georgia, Michigan. Uh, no play for me here. Interested to see what y'all have. I also have no play, but I want to take Michigan so bad in this spot. I don't, I'm not going to do it, but if I were, I would. I mean, we, we, we never really talked about the game, about the Bama-Georgia game, but that so-called amazing Georgia defense got absolutely obliterated. I mean, that wasn't even close. They they looked awful. Bryce Young threw all over them, eventually led them to the Heisman. And, I, I mean, I think Michigan's defense is solid. I really do. I, Stetson Bennett, I, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about this. I personally, you all you have to do with Georgia is, and this is what Georgia's been doing all year, is they've been running the ball. But all you, we saw what Bama did. You load up the box, you don't let them run, and you make Stetson Bennett beat you, and he's not going to beat you. So I think Michigan is going to do the exact same thing. Michigan has a good defense led by Hutchinson. I think they're going to load the box, and I think they're going to make Stetson Bennett kind of beat you, and that's that kind of brings up the point. Will we see JT Daniels in this game if that happens? Yeah, he, he'll have to come in and give some type of spark for them. Um, I'm with you all. I'm, I'm really on the fence about this. I'm not going to lie, man. I'm rooting for Michigan so much. Like, Michigan has came through for me every single time this year. Yeah. Um, even when I bet against them, they came through for me. Last time I was on the show, I picked uh, Michigan State playing Michigan. That's when Michigan State beat them. Um I want to ride with them so bad. I just can't bring myself to do it. Like, Georgia got embarrassed. Um, I think that they want a chance to get their, you know, face back versus um, Alabama, who I think is going to be Cincinnati. But I'm rooting for Harbaugh. I'm not even going to lie, man. I think if there's a year to do it, if there's a time to do it, this is it. We don't know when he's going to get another chance like this. But this is one that I'm legitly just going to sit back and enjoy this game. Yeah, this is um, definitely a game where you get you some nice uh, brown water, sit back and just um, just hit play, drown out all the noise. I'm going to bet Michigan plus seven and a half personally, because I think that's a lot of points. Um, scares me. This isn't a fade the public play. Seventy three percent of the public bet specifically at Caesar Sportsbook is on Michigan. I think that's a lot of points. Harbaugh like. He can't get to the biggest game of his career and not keep it close, right? I, I no, I, I mean, I this there's no way they. I think 100 percent they keep it close. I mean, what did you see from Georgia the other night that scares you? Because all I saw was a defense that got obliterated. They got exposed, and a quarterback that cannot beat you with his arm. Dude, I I'm really scared. I could definitely see Georgia just manhandling them really? at the line of scrimmage and us being like, oh, yeah, SEC, SEC linemen versus, like, Big Ten, you yeah. know? I mean, it's not like it's Wisconsin's, like, infamous line. I just feel like Harbaugh has to keep it close, and I'm not even a Harbaugh fan, like, to say the least. Um, I'm going to personal bet Michigan plus seven and a half. But, dang, man, I think Georgia's going to win the game. I mean, he has to keep it within a touchdown, though. I, th I think he does. I think he I think he wins it. I really do. I'm not going to touch it. Are we turning into a Michigan pod? No, I just 
I'm I'm happy for Harbaugh. I really am. I'm tired of the old, I've been tired of Ohio State and everything like that. It's good. Michigan fans have been through enough, you know, football-wise, the past, like, 10 years. So I'm happy for them to hopefully continue their little streak they have going on right now. So um, over under 43 and a half, just let me know where you'd lean because I think I'd lean over. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I could see it being a 20 to 17 kind of game, though. Yeah, I, with that one, I, w- I would lean more towards the under than the over. Um, if Michigan gets it done, I don't see it being by a lot, but I do think Bama's defense, excuse me, Georgia's defense is going to come up to play at least. They're going to show up a lot better than they did versus Bama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Dang, no plays on that game, no locks on that game. I think that's going to be really interesting. Um, so I guess when we wake up Saturday morning, we'll know the, the final and we're definitely going to do a show for that. So we're not done for the rest of the season. Keep on coming back, subscribe when it hits, get the automatic download and get this in your ears. So Saturday we're kicking off at noon, Outback Bowl, Penn State, Arkansas. Arkansas is a two and a half point underdog. Huh? Any place here? I think this is an interesting line. I know you do, Brett. No, I mean, I, I actually don't want to play on this. I mean, honestly, I'd probably go Arkansas. But Penn State's been up and down. Clifford's actually coming back again for the sixth year. He announced, so he's coming back. I'm not touching this one, though. I just – I don't know. Penn State's been up and down. Arkansas's kind of been up and down, too. I'm not touching this one. Jamal, what you got? Same there. I, I wasn't really too much of a fan of this one. I can honestly see it going either way. So I think Arkansas should be the favorite here. And maybe it's just me, but isn't it every year we just come back and like the SEC is just like gloating and you hear it on the fine bomb show and like, I mean, all like this radio talk, the SEC is just better than everybody. Like these are games that the SEC wins during bowl season. They beat teams like Penn State. You know, like, I just feel like this is what the SEC does during bowl season. So I would lean Arkansas, um, not locking it, but dang, Brad, I'm surprised you didn't take the pigs. Yeah, I, I kind of fell off the pigs as the year went on. I was got a little disappointed, honestly. They're two big wins or whatever. They're big win over Texas. We saw how that ended up. Texas sucked. I mean, Texas didn't even make a bowl game. Yeah, they didn't. That's how bad they were this year. All right. Well, Brett, let's go talk to your other team in the Big 12. Uh, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, the Fiesta Bowl. That's that's at 1 o'clock on ESPN. Notre Dame's a two-point favorite against Okie State and Gundy. You got to play for us? I do. I'm (laughs) – I don't – I just – I can't cheer for Notre Dame. I can't be on the Notre Dame bandwagon. Give me Oklahoma State to cover the two right here. Notre Dame's favored by two, which I'm kind of – I don't know. I mean, Notre Dame, who did they beat this year? The one team they played with the Pulse beat them, and they were really never in that game. The Oklahoma State, though, my God, we got to talk about that. How bad did Spencer Sanders look against Baylor? He looked terrible. He, he looked awful. 
the dude cannot throw the ball. But I I just I can't I just don't think Notre Dame's that good. I mean, number five team, give me a break. Who did you play all year? Give me Oklahoma State to cover the tip. Jamon, what you thinking? Um, I didn't make an official play. I like that um, Oklahoma State more than I do Notre Dame, but I, I'm staying away from this one. Um, and the reason why I say that it's their defensive coordinator is the head coach now, right, for Notre yeah. Dame? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, that, to me, that can give a little spark to them, just like I want to – I don't like the way Chip left us. We're going to play for you. But for the most part, I'm, I'm going to stay away from it. Yeah, I don't have a good read on this game. I kind of see this game being a pick which I guess two points. You're you're not too far off. You're within a field goal of it. Uh, over under 45 and a half. I think that's a pretty solid number, so we'll keep it moving. Uh, the other one o'clock game on ABC, uh, we got Iowa-Kentucky, the Citrus Bowl. I think this is going to be an ugly game. Um, I was probably going to take the under if it was anywhere in the 50s. It's at 44. I, again, think that's a really good number. Kentucky's a three-point favorite. I'd probably lean Wildcats, but nothing, nothing here for me. An ugly game. No, I, I think I was terrible. I think their offense is awful. But I'm not, I'm not touching this one either. I, Kentucky, I don't know either. Just not. I'm staying away. All right, uh, Jaymont, you got to play there. Citrus Bowl. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I do not. I do not. No, no, you're all good. Dude, like Iowa could throw up like six points and Kentucky score like 17. I know. The, the under could actually hit there. I'm not still, even at, still at 44. That may be a personal play. Yeah, I, I do kind of like that. Yeah. I'm not locking it. And then uh, maybe Brett's favorite uh, bowl game every year, uh, the Rose Bowl, Utah, Ohio State. Over under 65 and a half. Ohio State is a six and a half point favorite. Plays. I'm not touching this one. I think a lot of has to do with uh, Alave and Garrett Wilson have not announced whether they're playing in this or not. I I mean, I feel like you have to play in the granddaddy of them all. I mean, Rose Bowl, but I don't know if they will. If they weren't, I'd probably actually take Utah to cover this just because I think Utah's got a solid defense. They've been playing great ball lately. And Stroud wouldn't have two of his biggest receivers. But I'm staying away from this just because I don't know what's going to happen in the next like week or so. I don't know. I just don't know if they're going to play in this. Yeah, that's that's a very good point there. Um, you know, depending on who plays and who's, who doesn't. Um, outside of that, I'm looking at it just kind of with the eye test, um, taking Ryan Day to the moon, just looking that he's probably upset that he's not in. Um, I would expect him to come out, especially with their offense. Their offense shows that they're pretty much the best off, well-rounded offense this season. I expect them to put up points. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go Ohio State there. Solid play. They they can definitely do it. Um the last thing we saw from Utah was excellent, though. I know. It was just flat out excellent. Just dominated Oregon. Just absolutely dom- – I mean, like – and I said this last podcast or whatever, if Utah didn't play Charlie Brewer at the very beginning and play Cam Rising, 
it could be a different story right now because Brewer was the one that was holding them back. So they could actually be one loss, maybe even potentially undefeated team right now. We get to be talking about them in the playoff because their defense is legit. Yeah, like that could be Utah and Cincinnati out. I know. Uh, is this uh, is this Ryan Day's last game in Buckeyes? Because there's been talks about him possibly going to the NFL, rejoining Justin Fields with the Bears, because I think we know Matt Nagy is getting fired. Maggie's definitely getting fired. I think Ryan Day is going to look and see how Urban Meyer's doing and say, I want no part in that. Urban Meyer, that, Urban Meyer though, that was a terrible hire in their first place because the dude just, his ego is like so high and he just, he's just not good with the front offices and everything like that. I mean, I think he's done too. So I don't think Urban Meyer was a bad hire. I think it was a good hire. Um, obviously, hindsight 2020 is not working out. But, like, Jamal, what's your take on the Urban Meyer hire? I think they're seeing that it was a mistake. Um, they didn't translate. Well, I mean, he had his problems in college, so I don't see why they didn't, like, look at that for the NFL. Um, although this is much different, the story that we heard, like, who the hell are you to be telling me I'm a loser? <laughs> like, you know, you if you were such a winner, why are you here? You know, why aren't you still at Ohio State? Obviously, we know it wasn't about him winning, but the, it, it's been problematic. It was problematic then, and it's, like, coming to the light right now. All right, well, I mean, yeah, uh, we we definitely know how the, situ- how the situation is going to end in Chicago, uh, Jacksonville, to be determined. But until then, we have Dave Aranda and Lane Kiffin facing off in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Baylor Ole Miss line set at one point. Baylor is the favorite, actually, in over-under at 55. Any plays here? I have Baylor covering the one. I, I'm impressed with what Dave Aranda has done. I mean, I think he's done a fantastic job there. Their defense is legit. Their offense is solid, too. I think they're going to be able to get enough stops against Ole Miss to uh, – I think they're going to take this one. I really do. Yeah, I, I didn't make any plays here. I No play for me. I would probably take the over 55 if I touched anything. But, again, like, especially with these two teams, I don't really – you think this is a game that they want to play. Uh, Brett, you're getting a little bit of value there. Uh Actually, you're not getting any value there. Uh, Baylor was a two-point underdog and is now a one-point favorite. So there, there's money all over that line. I think this one's, like, pretty tough to read. And that brings us to the last game, uh, the Texas Bowl. LSU versus Kansas State, Tuesday, January 4th. I have a play here. You know who I'm on. My beloved Tigers, even with no Coach O. This is talent gap. LSU got too many dudes. A one-point dog against Kansas State. Give me the Bayou Bengals. Is LSU going to want to play in that game? Yeah, uh, yeah, they are. I, I just, I don't know. I probably, I don't, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same there. Uh, staying away from it. it. It could go either way. I could see LSU coming to play, but I mean, what are you playing for? I don't, don't want to say what you're playing for, but you know, everybody's spirits are a little thrown off, uh, like from the beginning of the season to now. There ain't going to be no uh, win one for Coach O, even though he's not here. 
I can see that. I can honestly see that, especially, you know, like player led. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of players who really, really, really rock with Coach O and want to get him one, you know, he's already out, but on his way out. Yeah, that's unfortunate, especially after a very emotional win against number 15, Texas A&M, to cap the season. I kind of feel like coaches didn't get fired, like, so early in the season um, because, again, they lost to, like, Auburn, Kentucky. Like, it was pretty much announced that they were parting ways. They come back, beat Florida, emotional game there. Lose to Ole Miss, lose to Bama, of course. But, I mean, like, they went to a double overtime game against Arkansas. If they know that Edo is still the coast, maybe they have enough to beat Arkansas. They beat UL Monroe. They beat A&M. Talk about a different story. But, you know, Coach O, he, he, he's, he's getting paid millions to not coach. So, yeah, you know, exactly. I feel so bad for him. Exactly. All right. Well, I think that wraps up bowl picks. We at least – mentioned every game talked about probably over half of them any last thoughts before we go ahead and recap and thank our sponsors i don't think so i think there's some good games on there though i I do think there will be some very good competitive games especially new year's even new year's i agree definitely should be some good games some good football um just want to give a shout out to the both of you man um i appreciate what you do with your podcast here. I appreciate you inviting us on as, as well. I'm not only just the guest pickers that are in the chat, but just the people listening um, around, you know, we really do get picks from it, good analysis and um, loving what y'all are doing. So thank y'all both for that. Appreciate the kind words. Glad you came on again. Yeah, no, thank you for supporting us and being with us every step of the way. And I know you'll be in the half the distance to the goal sponsored, uh, bowl season pick them. So, uh, no, looking forward to seeing how well you do there. And, you know, me and Brett would love to pay you $50. Like if you end up winning the whole damn thing. So uh, best of luck to you. But again, yes, we do have a bowl season pick them challenge sponsored on the ESPN app. All you need is an ESPN login. You can set it up through Facebook or Google or whatever. Most of you who like follow sports probably already have an ESPN account. So go ahead, register look at the show notes below. It'll tell you who to Venmo. It'll have the link to the group. And then again, remember, if you win, you have to share this podcast on some social media platform and let Brett or myself know that you did it to get credit to win the $50. If you have, or I guess if you win and you share, you get the $50. But even if you win, you don't share it, it'll go to the next person that has the most points in the bowl pick of who did share us. So you're not out of it. Um, if you're not friends with us on social media or, you know, like you don't know how to get in contact with us, you can email us at H-T-D-T-T-G-O-A-L-H-T-D-T-T-G-O-A-L at gmail.com. Uh, short abbreviation for half the distance to the and then the letter goal at gmail.com. And you can send us a screenshot, show us where you shared, email us questions. If you want to come on the show go ahead and let us know. We can make it happen. Again, big shout to our sponsors, now in Ocosa Barbecue and Dear Darla. If you click the Dear Darla link below in the show notes, use the code HTDSAVE10, all caps. You can save 10%, and then 10% of that will be donated to a charity of Brett and Mai's choice. All right, y'all ready to review? Let's do this. 
All right, let's start off with our man, Jay Mott, Mr. NFL. All right, so his ball pick'em card looks like Toledo laying 10, Coastal Carolina laying 10 and a half, Utah State plus seven, ECU plus three in the military bowl against Boston College. He's taking Auburn laying three points in the Birmingham Bowl, Clemson plus one and a half, Pitt plus one and a half, Texas A&M laying five, Bama 13 and a half point favorite against Cincinnati, also Bama first half. We'll let you know what we get the line at, and then he is closing it out with the Buckeyes in the Rose Bowl laying six and a half. And to the winner of the of the regular season for the Pick'em, good job, Brett. Very proud of you, although I did have to hand you the title. Brett's card, Houston plus three, Minnesota laying three and a hook, Pitt plus one and a half, Texas A&M laying five, Bama 13 and a half point favorite against Cincy, Oklahoma State plus two, and then Baylor minus one. Uh, let's go ahead and hit the barbecue boys. They are on Tennessee laying four and a half against Purdue in Nashville, the Music City Bowl. And then we go to my card. Northern Illinois plus 10 and a half. Louisiana laying five against Marshall. Army laying three and a half against Missouri. NC State one point favorite out in L.A. against UCLA. Got Boston College ECU over 51 points. Hoping for a lot of fireworks there. Houston plus three. Clemson uh, underdog one and a hook to Iowa State. Tennessee laying four and a half. We got... Oklahoma State, Oregon, under 61, open for some terrible quarterback play from the Ducks. We also have Pitt, plus one and a half, Bama land, 13 and a half, and then rounded it out with the Bayou Bengals, go Tigers, LSU, plus one, baby. Good luck, fellas. Definitely good luck, good luck. Yep, so. Uh, good luck to you as well in basketball season, Britt. Yes, yes, I'm excited for basketball season. Yeah, Full screen here. When yep. January starts, full swing. The chat room's also open for that. And again, if you want to be in the half the distance to the gold chat room, just find a way to get in contact with us. You know the email. You know me and Brett's like social media handles. If you follow us, um, we'll definitely be glad to get you in there. There, there's there's some funny stuff that goes in there, especially late night. <laughs> and then you know we got to come through with the with the pitch. You know, it's, it's very good. Shout out to everybody in the chat that says, "Hey, I just I came across this. Take this." Um, especially when it comes through. So shout out to the good analysis from everyone. Dude, and the NFL in that group has been hot. The NFL has been fantastic. It so has. good job. Not not myself a pioneer for the NFL locks, but I, I'll look and scroll and, you know, keep typing in what y'all put and it's paying off. All right, fellas, without further ado, Jamon, again, thanks for joining us. You know, we'll have you on sometime next year. And, um, you know, we'll chop it up in the group chat. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you, boys, again. Love the games. See you. All right.